But did you catch that her screen name was half and half? I said, girl, sounds like mudblood to me. Like, Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. In this week's episode, we're reviewing Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge, which aired on October 12, 2001. I will now give it over to Jasmine for the pop culture segment. Thank you, Andrea. You're welcome. So, um... Yeah, we already talked about most of these folks the last time. Feels like 20 years since we watched the first Halloween Town, but here we are for something. Um, so we have a different director, I believe, um, for this one. So this one was directed by Mary Lambert, and she has an interesting resume. Uh, she was the director of you know, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, which my mom has made me watch multiple times. <laughs> I don't know why uh, but somehow I've seen that y'all know I don't do horrors and especially pets coming out the grave I said no nah, I'm good um and she has directed several music videos uh, she did Madonna uh like a virgin material girl uh Sheila E the glamorous life uh Bobby Brown rock witcher and Janet Jackson's control and nasty control is my song um talk about debut I mean it's not her wait, debut, wait, debut. say that again this this she directed. Director this director directed. directed. Yes. Now I don't know what happened here. But she, wait a she directed greatness. Because that control video is everything. She directed control? Mm-hmm. This lady? Yeah, girl. Right. That's what I said. When <laughs> it's I a difference excited. between a music video and a movie, though. It There is. I mean, and I guess the material, like, you had... So, I mean, the material was obviously of a level of excellence that... Very few things can reach, but, but, I mean, how did she get that job is what I want to know. I just feel like that doesn't even seem like it would be in her arena. I don't know. Yeah, well, she, if she did Madonna, then she did, that's just pop. So she was a pop I think, star director. So then maybe like, it's like, why is she directing high, uh, not high school musical. Well, yeah, how does uh, she Halloween get here? Too, she then? Get here? That might be the question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried. I only have so much, guys. Someone <laughs> called her and said, hey, we need you. Right. I know you did Madonna. I know you did. <laughs> Janet Jackson, and we need you <laughs> to do this movie. Yeah, it's a weird leap. I don't know. But I saw that, and I said, do I have the right link? <laughs> what is going on? So I had to double check. But yes, yeah, her. Uh, the writers, same writers as before. Um, they did some work on Rugrats. That's so weird. Uh, and then, of course, you got a girl, Kimberly J. Brown. More tolerable here than in Quince, but we'll talk about that. Of course, the amazing Debbie Reynolds. Maybe that was the draw for her. I don't know. To work with a legend. Who knows? Um, and then, you know, everybody at back. Uh, Philip Van Dyke, who plays Luke, he's back. I think we talked about, we went into depth with him. Gilmore Girls, Hey Arnold, blah, blah, blah. Um, Daniel Kuntz plays Cal. And uh, he is known for, <laughs> uh, he was on a Lifetime movie, 15 and Pregnant. That one I missed. I don't know how I missed that shining star. Um, <laughs> uh, but you're the lifetime aficionado, so okay, maybe you are familiar. The way that I, yes, yes. Okay. Seems, <laughs> I stayed watching Lifetime for at least a decade. 
I feel like there's like 50 movies about being pregnant. 14 and pregnant. The pregnancy pact. Yes. 18 L- and baby. Like, well, the pregnancy um, pact was a real thing. That was a real thing it, that happened. It was. But it's just like the amount of Lifetime movies that have something to do with being pregnant is That's hilarious to me. Typical theme. Um, my crazy roommate, um, and then he has some smaller roles here and there. He did voice work for video games and he's currently a real estate agent. Um, so if you're in California, look him up. His office opens tomorrow at 8 a.m. I wonder um, if him and Brink are friends. Didn't you say he was, uh-huh. Brink was a real estate agent? But yeah. like in Texas or something, right? Maybe. I don't know where he was, but you know, I'm gonna look that up, see if they, uh, did any deals together. Now, see, that would be cute. They need to be on Selling Sunset. Shout out to them. Even though I cannot wait for season four or five. They're going to make terrible decisions. But anyway, you know, Chriselle, you really <laughs> messed up because Steve Lou was flirting with you and you decided to date your boss instead. Girl, what is going on? Anyway, carry on. Um, Xantha Radley, who played Astrid the Elf, she was an agent Cody Banks, Supernatural, and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Wait, um, Astrid is an elf? That's what IMDb said. Oh. Okay. I mean, she was something. You know the Halloween Town costumes. It's like on the edge and the cusp between <laughs> creatures. Dollar Barn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peter Wingfield plays Alex, uh, the golem, the fake dad. Uh, he's famous for Highlander, the series. Uh, he was in Catwoman, Holby City, 24, um, Sanctuary. And he is. Uh, as of 2020, a board-certified anesthesiologist, so shout-out to you. Um, Blue Mankuma, who plays Gort, the garbage collector, who I have questions. He was in Holiday Heart, uh, Sabrina the Animated Series, Robocop, 21 Jump Street. Um, the guy who played Benny, who's a human here, um, he was voiced by Reno Romano in the first film, but he was an elf. I guess he was one of the elf teachers, on the, in the North Pole, and then he was like on episodes of Twenty One Jump Street, Supernatural, and Psych. Um, the girl who played Marnie's friend, who was the vampire, I guess this was her film debut. Uh, she, she was also in She's the Man, Cloverfield, Gotham, and also an episode of Psych. Um, and then some trivia that was on IMDb. I don't know. Apparently, they reused the costumes from Hocus Pocus. So at the end of the I, film, yeah. three women had the dresses on. Yeah, so. I saw that because one, one of them reminded me. He's like, oh, now I want to watch mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus. Gotta so get that, that was, money's yeah. worth. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I think we, Debbie, uh, the mom, and uh, Dylan are the only ones to appear in all the Halloween Town films. Even though we don't recognize the fourth one. And then apparently the mask that Gwen had on was supposed to be a nod to a mask in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I have no idea what that is. That must have been straight to DVD or VHS. I don't know. Uh, so those are all the, the pop culture tidbits I've got today. Back to you, Andrea. Thank you. The Cromwells are hosting a Halloween party during which mom and grandma have to separate because they can't keep the peace. Sophie goes to talk to grandma and Marnie is left with mom. While Sophie and and grandma are talking, Sophie feels someone coming. Someone's coming. While Marnie and mom are talking, their neighbors arrive with lime green ice cream. I remember that. I don't know why I remember that. Marnie invites the neighbor boy up to her room. Since he's unimpressed, Marnie offers to show the boy her grandma's room instead. Using his own powers, the boy still steals grandma's spell book. But before leaving the party, he asks Marnie to go to, to the Halloween dance with him. Outside, the neighbor boy uses his power in plain sight to do something mysterious. 
Okay, so mom and grandma were fighting. I I couldn't. Please tell me what they were actually fighting about. I'm not sure. Is it the same argument from last time? Um, yeah. So if you could clarify that for me, that would be great. They've been having the same argument for a year. It's been a whole year, and y'all are still mad at each other and haven't figured this out. I mean, I'm just waiting for Jasmine's remarks on Gwen because it's clear that she has learned nothing. Yeah, I was I was confused. I really wish that they had given Gwen some sort of motivation the second time around. But it's like we already we've been through this. You said you were gonna be, you know, supportive of the training. So why are you sitting around here talking about uh your mother trying to, you know, steal your daughters away and all this foolishness? It's like, girl, either you're gonna be in or you're gonna be out. Like, I don't know what, so I can't tell you, Andrea. I don't know what the point was. I guess they were like, well, we don't have a lot of time to film this, so we're just going to keep it. Because the first five minutes was a recap. I said, girl, I wish it had been like Netflix so you could skip the intro. I said, girl, I know what happened already. We could have just continued. But if you think about back then, the movies are three years apart, and you were seven when you watched the first one, so you might not have fully remembered Although Halloween Town was something that came on all the time, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just like, oh, I mean, that's a fair and reasonable point. But watching it, I was just like, okay, it was already like short, so less than an hour and a half. So it's just like, I guess they need to fill up the time, and they they did fill up time with a lot of pointless stuff. But anyway, did you notice we have some black extras now? Mm-hmm. In the first movie, there was mm-hmm. none, and we had we had a man juggling <laughs> within the first couple of minutes. <laughs> but I have to say, I was over the yeah. I think that that's what happened. They didn't give her motivation. That's true. That's what made it so irritating. It's just she is how she is, the mom, and we don't know why. But it's too frustrating to even care about her because she's just so like, I want all my kids to be normal. It's like, okay. Like, why? She's so one-dimensional. And we still don't know what happened to the dad. No. Did it have something to... Even though he sounded like a stick in the mud. He did. But <laughs> we, I don't know if we're going to talk about that particular quote. But Ooh, we are, aren't weird. we? But it's like, okay, did he die from magic? Like, you know, give us right. something here. There has to be a reason. And then Grandma said, if you want to reject your heritage, that's your business. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> that had me laughing. Ooh. What quote were you talking about, Jasmine? Talk about it. Oh, uh, they were talking, you know, Sophie was like, I'm going to take the grandma. And Marty was like, oh, I don't want to talk to my mother. But she was essentially like, you know, your dad, uh, she was like, you can't use magic for everything. Nothing's worth anything. If you can just wish for it. I said, girl. Capitalistic propaganda. Daddy sounds annoying. Like, so he brainwashed you into thinking your magic was like, you know, uh, wrong. Girl. And that's who we're talking. That that irritated me. So I'm like, if I had magic girl, I'd be right. out here like, <laughs> don't give me no one. <laughs> so that that irritated me. And then you know what I thought of too, like how, how these arguments seemed very common by the way the kids are reacting, but then the kids now have to split up and go talk to the people that are supposed to be the parents in the caregiving role to kind of smooth things over. So how many times have has Sophie and Marnie had to go talk them down and get them to like calm down or maybe talk to each other or see eye to eye? And it's like, okay, now the kids are doing all the work 
that the grandma and the mom should be doing in this relationship with each other. Because we talked about that with Dylan in the first one. Now it's everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and y'all wasting time. Well, we see Marnie ain't learning too much. So, see, that's why that's where everything went. Using all the energy to break up arguments, not learning nothing about magic. <laughs> I hate to see it. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, you know, we got straight back into that music. Again, shout out to Mark Mother's Bow. The title card. I don't know why that made me laugh. Also, Marnie, she said some of the people in Halloween Town were weird. I said, girl, it's Halloween Town. What? <laughs> why would you? <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, the costumes, again, that made me chuckle. Then I was trying to figure out, okay, so the first one had a budget of $4 million. It seemed like this one was $20. Because first we had a town square. Now the pumpkin is in a studio apartment. I'm just confused as to why it was like the movie felt very claustrophobic the entire time because we were in limited space. So I'm like, what happened to the coins, the resources? We were at the party. It was like two rooms. Then we were in this little square. And then we never see Halloween Town. It's just like, boom, we're in another location. So I don't know what happened in the contract negotiations of it all, but it was, it was very strange. That's a good point. It did feel small. And I didn't realize why until you said that we didn't get to see, I mean, cause in the first movie, they're going to the store, they're walking around the street, they, there's a movie theater, like you see the town and this didn't even look like it was in front of the, you know, the building anymore. So it did feel very condensed and small. Did y'all catch that? Well, first of all, I thought that the person she was, um, I was about to say AOLing, texting with, chatting with, whatever, in the online before she, Marnie went downstairs. I thought that person was going to be like a character that was going to show up at some point. But it was weird how the computer was reading the messages. But did you catch that her screen name was half and half? I said, girl, sounds like mudblood to me. Like, what is going on here? She's half, half, human, half, witch. I, I know, but like, that particular wording, I said, because, you know, the, as we talked about in the first one, you know, the whole story being an allegory for, you know, uh, equality and such with like this racial undertone. <laughs> I was like, this is so odd. But anyway, I, I just was wondering if y'all saw that because I had to pause. I said, no, wait a minute. And then the other person was girl power. So I was like, are they a werewolf or something? Anyway, that. That was random. But also the, the way the internet was its own character in this movie, I said, this is very much 2001. Every five minutes. <laughs> every five minutes they're talking about the net. But the the computer advancement over that we've seen from the beginning to now oh, has yeah. been staggering. <laughs> like we're already at flat monitors. And that was I was like, wow, it happened that quickly. That's, hey, a, good that's a good point. It didn't yeah. feel like that when we were living it. Can we talk about, uh, not Cutter, what do I want to call her? Can we talk about Cal? Because he's an icon. <laughs> <laughs> because he was already giving me weird vibes from the second he walked in that house. Mm-hmm. And this boy was too slick and too smooth. I didn't like it. And then when he gave her that rose, he was just staring at her too much. I get she's a teenager, it's a boy. But Who was 23 at the time of fil- filming, by the way? How old was Marnie? Yeah, that's what I Well, when he popped out that cube, he did look old. He aged that like 10 years. But sent me over the edge. You know, we haven't gotten there yet. But we haven't I, even gotten there. I was tired of him popping up his face. I said, girl, please. Because <laughs> I'm about to fire like serious. <laughs> well, even the, 
That's he, way ahead. He wishes. But no, because even in the beginning when she's on the computer, his face popped up in the background. I said, I hope this doesn't happen again. And then it proceeded to happen a thousand more times. But yes. I just, he was giving creep the way he delivered his lines. He was giving instant creep. And like the radars would need to go off. Because even, you know, as a teenager, you know what a creepy boy is like. So, and yeah. to bring this kid into your grandmother's room, Girl, I mean, that was insane. And you said, here, and here's a spell book. Then you think, oh, oh, maybe we shouldn't be in here. It was too late now. That. Okay, watching this, and then, uh, you know, we already talked about Xenon, the sequel. I'm like, what is with these uh, main characters losing brain cells between the first movie and the sequel? Because Xenon out here playing ping pong with the controls, and and here Marnie is just flapping her uh, lips, as Greg would say, uh, to everybody about the stuff like, Y'all, this is supposed to be a secret. You're supposed to take over the Cromwell family, you know, line one day. Girl, you are really, I don't know. It's like all the signs, all the red flags were flagging. And she was just like, oh, he's cute. Like, it's like, right. like oh, your hormones aren't that, aren't that loud. They're, no. they're just not. Your, your, your survival no. things kick in at some point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that common sense went out the window. Like, you think she would be more protective over mm-hmm. this magic spell book that has been in their family and just like her grandmother's, like, you don't bring a boy into no your one. grandmother's room. Or anywhere, really. Because I've never you, met you. Never met you. Don't know <laughs> nothing about you. You, you got a whole tour. And, and the way he said something about, how about that tour? Like, you're not Mm-mm. you're not promised a tour of my house. It's stranger danger. I feel like that's every, <laughs> every movie has some element of stranger danger. And the maybe fact- <laughs> if oh, Gwen ahead, and me. Aggie hadn't been and arguing and Gwen hadn't been doing the most, Perhaps That's somebody it. could help Marnie keep her common sense on her. Girl. I'm gonna blame Gwen. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's her fault. The way they strolled in and the way that he said, Dad, I found them. I said, You just moved here. First of all, the party was confusing anyway. I was glad that they were celebrating Halloween, but I was confused as to what was going on. Like all these random people, and then there was another party. So I'm like, this is the pregame. Like, what's going on? Okay, <laughs> so the party in the afternoon. But they were like, it was all ages. Right at this party. Like, okay, guys, let must, me just. Okay, I was just gonna say it must have been happening at like three o'clock. There was a dance I, later that day. <laughs> that was too much for me. It's like a, a Johnny Tsunami. Andre and we were like, the dad just swung in the opposite direction. Like, first she was like, no, nah, no Halloween. Now we got everybody in the neighborhood <laughs> at the house. Like, I'm I'm okay. But first of all, they brought lime ice cream. That was the first red flag. Um, yeah, that what? Was, that was I ain't never. Was child. <laughs> I ain't never heard of that. Then uh, he started to nag her. Like, oh, you know, I thought your room would be more expressive. First of all, sir, first of all, I don't know you. Your tour is going to be, here's the living room where the party is. That's it. That's all you're saying. You're not coming upstairs. But also, I'm giving you a tour. You're not going to shave my room. And, oh, you know, you're unconventional, but in a good way. Okay, you're not like other girls. Okay, girl. You know, and so that, you know, she felt like she had to prove to him that she was quirky and, oh, we have cool stuff here. Well, I was just like, oh, no, girl. See, this is how it starts. I'm just, this is a cautionary tale. I don't know. But I'm like, not in the the grandma's room. That that was dumb. I mean, it's her whole fault. 
that all this happened. I'm glad she had acknowledged it later on, but I'm like, he is not that charming. And she turned her back on him. And she's leaving. You never, never, girl. You let him walk out first, but all, none of that should have happened anyway. You were both correct. Oh, my God. And then he said, you were, like, better than I hoped for. Some, I said, I would have been, like, creepy. Hope for. You don't even See, know see I was confused vibes. because when they first got there, I thought they, like, met each other at school or something. And that they, there was at least some familiarity, but... Then, then, then he was like showing her around, and it was like, "Well, did, do they know each other? What is happening right now?" Was, he didn't even go to the school. He's like, "You want to go to the dance now? How do you know about the dance? You ain't enrolled in the school yet." Now, see, exactly. Marnie, we gotta think. <laughs> Just in the well, I mean, it's thing. a it's a small town, right? They probably everybody knows about the high school dance or whatever. If it's a small town, I, I guess, but. Mm, like Brittany said, that the stare down and the rose really would have sent me. And as soon as he did that, I was like. Duh, Calabar. That was like last year, but okay, girl. <laughs> and then I, mean, I was like, his name is Chow. <laughs> See, if Sophie had found him, we gonna get into Sophie. If Sophie had found him, because you know she was, mm-hmm. girl, you're not gonna keep whispering somebody's coming. You are gonna have to go. You're like, that's not go- <laughs> that's not gonna happen in my house. Uh, it's too creepy for me. But clearly, that was the person she was looking for. She had found him, uh, even though the house was not that large. I don't know how they didn't run into each other, but, you know, convenience, but I don't know. This is like, duh, girl. How did you miss all this? Mm. Yeah, Maybe. Sophie wasn't on it in this movie either. She she, did. she had her thing towards the end, but she should have um, predicted the Cal stuff. Oh. Somebody's coming. That's not useful if you're not going to do anything with that. <laughs> right, like, if you don't know who, it's like, okay, girl, it could be anybody. I don't know. I just, like, um, Dylan... Dylan made me chuckle. It was, I don't like Dylan, but oh, no. <laughs> I was, did not like, also did not like the way those girls were talking to him. I thought that was sad. So mean. It was mean for no reason. <laughs> like you're in my house. You could at least pretend right. <laughs> to be nice and polite. Hey, <laughs> okay. otherwise go home. Exactly. I told him it was disgusting. I said, oh, that's what I said. Like, no, that's so mean. He looks so grown. Like, I don't I guess it has been two, been three years. Three years. I said, oh, look at this little uh, sweater vest or whatever he mm-hmm. had on. But them, why were they talking about everything in front of the little neighborhood kids? I was like, this is not the time. Uh, when they were like, there was a point where she was like, funeral reject your heritage. I said, all these little kids are right here. You know, kids tell everything. So the whole neighborhood is about to know that all y'all are witches or whatever. I don't know. It was. It was interesting. But Sophie said, I could carry the line. Right. <laughs> and every, everybody, everybody ignore her. And I said, y'all should have listened because y'all needed her this entire movie. The movie would have been over in about 20 minutes. Not even had, that would have been Sophie been, Has Sophie been there? So I don't know. Wait, what do y'all think about Grandma Aggie and her relationship with boundaries? <laughs> Can you just kept can you elaborate? Even in the first, well, the in the first one we were talking about how you know Gwen, you know, we didn't really see it for Gwen, so we were like, girl, whatever. But there is this pattern of her just not uh, 
aligning with or being supportive of the boundaries that Gwen tries to put up or, you know, her wishes. She's just like, girl, whatever. I mean, I know that's how grandparents. That's roll. how moms are. <laughs> um, but it was just interesting because, you know, so anyway, I, just the what, what was y'all's perspective? Because she made sure to rub it in her face again. Like, oh, did you know that uh, Marnie's going to come with me for a year? <laughs> like, y'all just. That was a little bit of petty. <laughs> it was, but that's something that I've seen my family members do to each other. So I that was that was a realistic moment, <laughs> a realistic moment in a family. I just don't think they it didn't seem like they had a good relationship, the mom and the grandma. For no reason. They they, they just, just no there's no background to this. Yeah. It never seemed like there was a closeness there. All they really did was argue, disagree with each other. So I can't really imagine the grandma staying with them for a year, like I feel like that's got to be lots of tension. And I can see the grandma also. Like, this child is ridiculous. And the way she's raising these kids, they're not going to know anything. So I don't, I like, I'm not going to, I'm only going to listen to a certain extent. But I feel like the mom was like just restricting everything. Yeah. Including the grandma. And it, she was just like this box that was just clamping on everybody. I do blame Gwen. And it goes it goes back around to why is Gwen like she is? Because if mm-hmm. if you don't want to be a witch or live in Halloween town, fine. But why are you so why are you holding on to being normal like it's some prize? <laughs> Please explain mm-hmm. that like, to me. What are you afraid of? Exactly. Exactly. I need to know what she's afraid of. She's just clamped like control there and it doesn't make sense. Also, you wonder why your kids would rather be with your grandma, with their grandmother, but you don't let them do nothing Mm-mm. fun. So nothing. maybe you should, you know, just reflect on your parenting a little bit. We had time to yeah. explore that here. Like that's we did. Like we were short. They could have. <laughs> she could have mentioned like your dad was killed by magic or some. Give Gwen a reason, nothing. so at least we could feel something for her. Something. Girl, just got on my nerves. But they didn't. They just wanted us to get back into Halloween Town, which was a studio, as Jasmine said. <laughs> I'm blind. Oh, gosh. Well, we got to the part where he was at the portal, right? It, that he opened up. The oh, it, it, well, yeah, yeah. We got to the part where he was at the portal, yeah. Okay. So we ended. They were just like, hey, in case you missed all those red flags. <laughs> he, he is evil. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, but one thing I read, I don't know if I mentioned this last time or not, but apparently um, he had to come up with his own spell for this. Like they didn't give it to him in the script. So he had 15 minutes, I guess, before they start filming this particular scene. And he just said parts of a German song that he That's learned funny. for high school choir. So that That's was funny. the spell that he shared. That's funny. I can't. That's resourceful. He did what he, what he could, what he had to work with. Back at the party, Grandma's magical bag is empty for the first time ever. Dun dun dun. Prompting her to want to return to Halloween Town to make sure everything's okay with her magic. Marnie and Grandma realize the bus stop is missing, so they open the portal to Halloween Town themselves. Which, why couldn't they do that the first time? The jack o' lantern is missing, and Halloween Town is gray when the Cromwells arrive. They run into Luke, who has his human form. Grandma realizes a spell has been cast to turn the creature of Halloween Town into boring humans. She thinks she can fix the problem um, with her spell book, but Dylan and Sophie find it missing. Grandma and Marnie try to get back to the regular world, but they can't open the portal. And then Cal reveals that he set a trap for Aggie to get revenge for his father. 
are Cal's methods and motivations reasonable? I didn't really fully understand what he was trying to accomplish. So again, if you can explain that to me, that would be great. So it seemed like he wanted the humans to become like the monsters they make fun of. But he also wanted everyone in Halloween Town to be human. But then it's like, what do you do next? Like, are you going to live in the human world with all the creatures? Or are you going to live in Halloween Town that's gray and depressing? It wasn't very well thought out. And I think because he's just a surprise, right? Like, Cal is a son. We ain't never heard nothing about him. The only thing that really connects him to his dad is the rose and his first name. It was kind of a, it was kind of a tired plot. Like, I have to say, for as villains go... He was not really great at being a villain. No. And I would have liked to see more creativity. And uh, that plan was, it was convoluted. It didn't make sense. It's interesting, too, that the villain revealed himself like 26 minutes into the movie. I had to check. I was like, this this Wait. happened already? <laughs> I said the same thing, too. Yeah. So they, let's they, they jump they right into it. Schedule. 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, wow, that doesn't usually happen. Yeah, Brittany, I mean, that's it. Because I don't even know what to say. When his face came out of that cement block, I said, you know, I'm I'm tired. I am truly drained from the 2000s. So this is the last straw, okay? <laughs> Whoever was doing special effects, they were just having a grand old time during this. I, I feel like they did not give as much attention, obviously, to the plot or the script. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, for him to reveal so early a flimsy motivation like I don't it's okay if you want to go with uh, revenging a parent or avenging a parent's death okay but then he was like we're not we weren't even that close Calabar didn't even probably know he had a son and then I'm like well who is the mama see that's the story that I would like to know like what was going on because it was giving me like I don't know so (laughs) it's just a mess and then I don't know if like the incel uh belief system is genetic I don't know how he just became his daddy. Like, how did he know about the Rose thing? Like, is that just something that passed down through the family? I don't know what's going on. But I just wrote down, you know, you, your daddy, son. And here we are again. I don't know. But his whole thing, I can't remember. Was this the part where he was like, it's destiny or something for us to be together? Like, hey, let's still go to the dance or something. He kept trying to push yeah, on, up this, on her. That's his like, part. Gross. I, I I just I don't know what was the point what was the point and then they just refused both him and his daddy refused to remember the fact unless this was you know um f- fake history that they didn't hide themselves away they made a choice to create another dimension so that they could be free to be themselves so I'm like, was it not a you know a decision that they made did somebody force them into this because they keep trying to come back to it. And that was the whole point of the first one. Well, you can argue that they felt, even if it was a decision, you can argue that they felt forced to do it, to give up being in the the real world um, because humans were bad. You could. you could argue that they felt forced to do it. Even if it was a collective decision, it was a decision out that they were forced to, because they didn't have any other choices, basically. I mean, they could have just killed everybody. Like, you know, it's just, I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. It's just like, yeah, I mean, like, you could make the argument. And I get that. But it's like, okay, then talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how it wasn't actually a choice versus, like, 
like Brittany said, what, what are you going to do? It's the same thing in the first one. Okay, so I don't know. What was Calabar even doing? He was freezing people and whatever. Okay. So he can make his army so How he can that... take over the real world and bring See, everybody back to the Dark Ages. His plan. See, he didn't have a good implementation plan. Like, you got to have that that together. The documentation wasn't there. I'm just confused. Like, <laughs> the business plan was poor. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are you going to do with this? I don't know. And then it was like, he took over a high school. Okay, great. Did it affect the rest of the globe? I That's don't know. true. That is, you're right. It was, it was very <laughs> small what he was doing. And if he wanted so badly for the creatures to be in the human world, why didn't he just bring the creatures into the human world and kill the humans instead of like making a mild inconvenience on this one little point? <laughs> <laughs> Not a mild inconvenience, dude. <laughs> Girl, get Val a wand and see what's up. <laughs> they all need to learn from Val. He was, he broke the mold in villains because Cal is not cutting it. I'm more confused than anything. And to go back to your point about the history, it also is confusing because they always talk about Halloween Town as this the best place ever. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it and they're so right. happy. So if it's the best place ever, but y'all feel like you had to flee. I don't, it's like, you can't have both. Like the stories are not lining up. I guess you could say too, that villains, they're always like rewriting the history to be something that's going to be convenient for them. Like it's not really what happened, but it's what they think happened. But even that's a stretch for these villains. World domination. That's all it boiled down to. They wanted to be emperors. But neither one of them had good. I mean, Calabar's plan was better than Cal's plan. I still don't it even. I listen to you guys talk, and I still don't even fully understand what Cal was trying to accomplish. At least Calabar like had an army, you know. <laughs> Something. I don't know. He was trying to recreate Pleasantville in Halloween right, Town. Right. Right. <laughs> For what? But why? Why would? What are you gonna do? Matter? They're just gonna walk around. I don't. Maybe he was gonna take their match. No, I don't even think that was in there. He just made them all weak. So he could laugh, I guess. So he could rule with Marnie as his queen. That makes it, none of it. None of that adds up. None of that's literally what he said, and none of that made any sense. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, this utopian. I mean, there's always someone who wants to be a tyrant when they go out of utopia. It's like, nah, but more. You know, we could have <laughs> all know, like of it. You said, world domination. Why are we why sharing? Would, why would we want peace? Like, who that? We off that? So it's like, okay, that's common. Uh, you know, it's storytelling, but it just, it just fell flat here. And yeah, I don't know. You said history, Brittany. I wanted, and I feel like they do this in the fourth one, even though again, I blocked it out of my memory, um, where they go back and talk about the Cromwells. Cause I'm like, is there like a family, uh, uh, what do you call it? Feud? Not, a, not, yes, thank you. I was about to say a duel. <laughs> I mean, that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of, fa- you know, centuries old family feud between the Cromwells and, I don't even know what Calabar's last name is. So, because I'm like, is this a centuries old thing? Like, you know, I don't know, through the years, because it's like, you know, does he have to, is there some prophecy somewhere about the Cromwells and whomever? I don't know. Give us something as to like why the daddy wanted Gwen and now he wants Marnie. It's just like, uh, it's. I guess it doesn't work as a story. I'm just confused now that we're more than I was watching it now that we're talking about it. Yeah, this movie didn't need to be analyzed. Um, 
because I was I was doing the summary, I had to stop and pause a lot. And I I realized that if I hadn't done that, I would have been more confused because they were skipping like they were moving really fast through all the different scenes. Mm-hmm. And be, I didn't understand what was happening, why grandma and and mom were fighting. I didn't understand that Cal that they didn't know Cal at the beginning. I didn't understand what Cal was trying to accomplish with the gray thing. So like 50 things happened and I would have not no idea what was going on if I was watching that movie at regular speed. <laughs> Mm-mm. I was like, how did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. But I they just, just threw the everything movie. out. <laughs> but I used to love this movie. Like I I don't know, it was the colors. I don't know. <laughs> See, I didn't I did not like this movie when when I was younger. I was really disappointed. I blame it on puberty. That's you know, that was the year puberty started for me. So every everything was horrible, but I really hated this movie then. <laughs> so my expectations were very, very low. So it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it was still pretty bad. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, you know what? He also said he also called Marnie uh, Cal. Uh, he said, you naughty girl. And I said, OK, oh, gross. that was weird. Um, that was really weird. I didn't I didn't enjoy that. I said, See? please just go back into the block. <laughs> and that's also when he looked like he was like 40. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to you? How old are you? Because when he popped out that block, he looked too old. And I'm telling you, everything he did was just giving me creep vibes. Every single scene. And then when Marty was trying to defend herself, like, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't steal the thing. Right. You didn't know him. He didn't steal things because he was cute. What are you talking about? Girl, that'd be the main one is Grifton. Like, girl, come on. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I don't know. So Marnie, that's why I'm I'm disappointed because she was a great main character in that mm. first one. Here it's just like, did you learn right. nothing? What happened to the big cheese that right. energy that we saw? <laughs> you no, know, but she did have she did have a big cheese moment later on in the movie because there's something she said that oh, I would yeah. like snaps. Yeah, I did enjoy that one line <laughs> out of everything that happened. I don't know. Um, it was funny though their perception of humans. It's like that, boring that made, and yeah, crazy. that made me laugh too. I said, Astrid, Ashy, I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, and then the loafers sent me. She said, Sensible shoes are important. I said, You know, yeah, they are. They, I can't argue with sensible that. Sensible shoes are important. <laughs> mm-hmm. She said, I have to go buy some more. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Dylan in this Ooh, section, yeah, okay, there you um, go. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. It's only been a year. And, of course, he's still in denial. But, okay, at one point, the grandma called him on the shrunken headphone. And he said, what do you want? I said, Dylan, that's your grandmother. We're not doing that. Yes, I don't yes, know who you yes. think you're talking to. He's, and he, where is the respect <laughs> with your elders? I just, mm. he refused to be helpful, even though he realized something was going wrong. Um, it did make me laugh, though. He was like, we should have a stranger there for all our family discussions. That made me laugh. I don't, I don't know. I guess he was just tired. I guess of parenting the elders. I don't know, <laughs> um, but it was just it was odd. And his diary, uh, the password being funny. iron buns. I said because I didn't hear what she said at first. I said the caption. I said okay, y'all. <laughs> what is the grandma? Not grandma Aggie laughing at him. That was funny to me. <laughs> but that was funny though. <laughs> that got me. I really wanted Dylan to be a little less like himself in mm-hmm. this movie. Um, I like that he was trying to socialize. But other than that, I didn't, I didn't understand why he, he just didn't have to be so resistant. 
like his mom. Again, no motivation no. for anything. Because again, if I have magic, I still fantasize about being Matilda and like doing this to the bookshelf and the book comes to uh, me. Yes, okay? yes, <laughs> yes. I would always use it for everything. I, pick, I dropped a penny. The magic would pick the penny up, not right. me. <laughs> if I had a chance at magic, look, I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> Some, I don't know. Dylan, he just seems still very sad. Like, let it go. I did appreciate that he, he was like, oh, I don't want to ruin this for our mom. But like the world, though, <laughs> we have right. to save it. So I don't, I don't know. It was even the mom, you know, we haven't gotten there yet, but I said Marnie is her mother's daughter. Like, <laughs> it's just a terrible thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Sophie stomping away after she told her she. I didn't like the the when they were talking in front of um. What's the daddy's name? I don't know. Mark, whatever. Alex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> frog. Right, frog. Uh, and she like yanked Sophie over to the side. Like Sophie, you're staying here. I said mm, we don't have to do all that. But Sophie stomped away, like, purposefully, and then they panned to her feet stomping mm-hmm. away. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. I thought something All was right. going to happen. I thought it was going to be a magic spell, but no, mm-hmm. it was just her feet. I mean, if sure we were going to be consistent. I, they should have, because, I mean, that was the thing in the first one, like, whenever she felt emotion. So, you know, mm, did they remember what they even did? I feel like... <laughs> They barely watched the last one. They remembered some things. There were some things about Marnie's character that were kept through the two movies. Just wasted opportunities. I don't know. Oh, the part where Marnie was like, I have a date. And then they cut to Cal's face smirking through the trees. I said, why did we need why did we need that? I don't and then it cut again away. I was like, did I imagine that? I was (laughs) really confused. That was such an odd decision. And that happened a couple of times where they had just like a face floating and then they cut away to some other scene. It reminded me of them bubble aliens from Stepsister. And I didn't need that. Um, It's the same technology. Oh, dear. I don't know, y'all. Marnie, again, Sophie should have been here. She would have saved the day because Marnie trying to open the portal again, girl, it's been a year. What have we? Le- yeah. I don't know why they kept doing the little uh, spirit twinkle fingers. Was that necessary? I don't know. But it was. Oh, this. This pretty, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit it fingers. was. It was weird. So just but, to, pr- to show how much magic they were doing. They had to do, <laughs> this was more magic than usual. I just. Well, we got to try that. When we're together again, we'll see what portal we can open, I guess. Absolutely. But um, she sounded like me in Spanish class trying to say that little spell. I said, Ooh, that was, was rough. So, uh, it's like, please, did you practice? <laughs> it's been a year. You have no pronunciation now. Mm-mm. That was rough. And then the last thing, the party, the music was was, jump, it was pretty good. Was yeah. I said, yes. I was, something sounded like Eric B., like my dad's old music. I was like, is that Eric B. Rock him? <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> that was the best part. It. I forgot that the guy was a frog until he started talking about her eyes were lily pads, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's his. That's because first I was like, is he possessed? Did he just possess like a random body? And then I was like, oh yeah, he's made of frogs. That that clicked for me. But yeah, I don't. Where I was like, her, Dylan. Oh, go ahead. Were her eyes blue? I don't know. I didn't look. They were indeterminate. <laughs> 
nondescript. <laughs> I mean, some people's eye color change, uh, you know, here and there. But that should have been a red flag too, though. You get uh-huh. going. Your eyes are like lily pads. My eyes are not that green, sir. So thank you. So. Back on Earth, Cal's Earth dad puts on a frog costume at the end of the party and offers an ugly mask to Marnie's mom for the high school Halloween party. Marnie, Grandma, and Luke get a ride from Benny to the Carmel estate, which has not yet been completely grayed out. Again, didn't understand. They look at they look for Grandma's second copy of her spell book, but to no avail. While Marnie is trying to come up with another solution, Luke turns back into a goblin. Grandma thinks the spell book is lost, and all things that are lost ends up at Gort's house. In Halloween Town, Marnie, Grandma, Luke end up trapped at Gort's, who has already been grayed, and Grandma begins to gray herself. Cal appears again to cryptically explain more of his plan. Still don't understand. Marnie tries to come up with a way to subvert Cal's plan and uses a time travel spell to escape, which I thought was clever. After a few fails and some interference from Cal, the time travel spell works. All right. Feeling is about the choices they made with Gort's character. In a movie where there aren't a lot of people of color, how do we feel about Gort's character? Do you think Go off, these Brittany. socks match? <laughs> <laughs> so they said he was the foulest, most smelliest inhabitant of all of Halloween Town. And for them to not have any black people in the last movie. Speak on it. I- they and then they and then they jump to this. It it felt a little like a personal attack. Yep, oh, it's only two black people in Halloween Town. Yep, to him and the juggling person. Right. And this is the only one with lines, and he's the foulest, smelliest, most awful creature. Rancorous, rancorous, or whatever mm-hmm. you said. But even at the beginning, when Aggie was looking at clips from the first movie in the little crystal ball. He, they were talking, and the elf was like, "Hey, do you want to do such and such?" He was like, "I don't give to charity." It's <laughs> just like, really, okay. So uh, this, this is what we're going with, sure. This was, this was a time too where if you said anything about this, um, then you're playing the race card, or you're being too sensitive, or because yeah, racism is still real. now too. But I'm, but I mean, like you going. could, you could call people out on that now, but that argument back then shut people down because as soon as you said the race car thing then you were you're invalidated to to everybody but at least now you have the space where you can to where the race car doesn't exist anymore in the way that it did back then so you just had to deal with these little microaggression thingies happening <laughs> on tv all the time <laughs> That's a weird choice and it's like look black people should be able to play whatever characters they want to like we need you know variety but again, in a movie where it's only like a few people and like mm-hmm. the what the I was about to say the one one of two black people you chose to be in this particular role. It was giving very much miracle in lane two. And yes, I yep. just did they were all scared it. of him yep. in this movie. They were scared of him. Yep. See like, see uh, Gore's character outside of the issues with race i thought was funny i thought the gray gort was funny and the the Mm -hmm. mean gort was funny he had Mm -hmm. he had some moments for me but because there were no other black people to round that out or any people of color at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just it just felt like a caricature of what white people think black people are Mm -hmm. yep andrea you know you said something earlier I wish I could remember it verbatim. 
but I am emotionally drained from this. Um, <laughs> like something about like, why didn't we just do that earlier or something or like something to that effect you said. And I feel like the whole movie, every scene I was like, okay, threw out some information or some happened that was unnecessary. It's like, okay, but here's a solution 20 minutes later. So why didn't we just say that before? Okay. I don't know if we got to this point, but like, Look, I can appreciate a montage, okay? But between this and, like, just having watched the poof point, I don't need another searching for things montage. Especially, like, it sped up the voices. It just felt like it went on for an hour. And I'm like, please, we know you cannot find the book. At one point, Grandma Eggie gave up. And she was just sitting there like, "Mm, I'm over it. I give up. It's just like, even she's tired of this. And then later on, they have another searching montage. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, oh, I have this time travel door. Oh, 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 the book you wanted? Oh, I sold it to you. So you couldn't tell us this when I described the book. You know what? Anyway, so mm-hmm. I feel like most of this was just like, why? You just needed to fill up space. Yeah. And so. the gigantic bug. Oof. I see another roach Oof. in a Disney movie. I'm boycotting. The, rug, and, the, the bug thing was bad. I, did, I didn't eat that. He picked it up. It was, was the pet. Oh, why? So made my skin crawl. So now you have these mega bugs in this house. <laughs> the only mm-hmm. was one of two black characters <laughs> in Halloween Town. Again, nobody was in the room, y'all. No, the intern isn't. was not Absolutely present not. that day. Not. Um. <sighs> She didn't get her girl, Janet Jackson, on the phone. Anyway, so I, yeah, I reminded myself that this was a Halloween town movie with the bug, a Halloween movie with the bug. Um, And I appreciated, I think you mentioned this earlier, Jasmine, the colors, like Gort's place was very colorful. Um, And because they weren't in places, like in the first movie, they're running around a town, basically. They were filming in a town, they're running around. Mm-hmm. In this one, they were in a set. They moved from one set to another set, clearly. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, well, at least they decorated the sets. <laughs> <laughs> Not as they grateful for decor. <laughs> that's all that's there. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was sad. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm I was going to say, I think that's how I feel about the whole 2000-2001. At least they decorated the sets. <laughs> Truly accuracy. Oh dear. I was gonna say it made me sad when the house turned gray. I was like, oh, I at least yeah. wanna I need the nostalgia something of the mansion. Then again, I'm like, what is the history of the Cromwells in this town? You know, they got the mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh is anybody else living like this? Um, what's going on? Because you know, they're they're the baddest witches in the land, but like still, I I wanna know more about that than this foolishness. But anyway. I don't know. Yeah, somebody, I'm surprised nobody's done a prequel. Is there is the also there is some like lore in Hollow very lightly sprinkled. Um like uh what's it what's it called in England? Uh Middle Age Middle Ages medieval time lore. Um and I'm wondering if the Cromwells is something that came up in one of those stories from back then. Mm-hmm. I did not care enough to Google it, but maybe someone needs to write write a prequel for us. But, like, make it serious. I don't want a kid's movie. I want an adult's movie about the right. Cromwells. That would be good. I like it. 
Hmm. Well, Disney, when you do it or whoever, you heard it here first. <sighs> also, Luke was useful in one scene, but him just being like, yeah, whatever. I don't okay, know why right. that was sending me. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. Um, I did not understand, like, Gwen, again, Gwen just did not believe anything that anyone was saying, even though you're a witch, you know that magic exists, but they were like, she's actively suppressing it. She's, she can't, she can't, mm. she can't live her life if she doesn't believe magic exists. I'm just like, girl, please. So then don't agree to train Marnie then. Like, just be, just wash your hands of it completely then. Like, girl, pick one, okay? And I know that was the theme of the movie. Like, you don't have to pick one aspect of your identity. You could be all things. And I said, okay, girl, whatever. Not Gwen, though. She's not allowed. Uh, Dylan saying uh, he was hoping for a little social interaction made me laugh because Mm -hmm. poor poor Dylan. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then he told told me to go to bed. She said, girl, (laughs) I don't know who you think you are. Mm -hmm. That made me laugh. Um, one of the books in the in Gort's house was personal hygiene for dummies, and I said, mm, okay. Uh, and I get he but, was he was smelly. I get it, but like, <laughs> but also, he said though he only kept the useful books, and a hundred ways to make tapioca was one of the useful books, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> I just, I've never had tapioca. Have you ever y'all had tapioca earnestly? Yeah, I've had. Yes. I've How had what was before. that experience? I don't like it. The it's, texture. It doesn't, I don't really remember it, so I can tell you how that experience was. Mm. I mean, I like the boba, but that's the only tapioca I've been eating, so. I don't like boba. <gasps> Me either. It's the texture thing again. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I just well, get it without, at the bo- oh. I just get it without the bobas. The that's babas. Not, that's just tea, girl. You better just drink a cup that's of tea. tea. <laughs> it. It really depends on who's making it because everybody don't make boba the same. But we'll talk about that later because I'm very passionate about this topic. Um, I the way that Luke was just like, whatever, your grandma, we come back for her later. And he like looked it out the room. I don't know why something about that scene was funny to me, but I can't remember what my notes were about. Well, and grandma then, was funny in that scene. Her, her him and Gort, her and Gort get those socks that had me that, that took me out like, a little bit. Aggie was giving everything. She was great in this movie. She did what she could. She did what she could. This material. This is the part where Cal was talking about their future together. Mm -hmm. And then Marnie was like, I'm in charge of my own future. I said, yes, girl. I was like, yeah. This this is the message of the movie. And it does not include you. And that's the big cheese energy. So she did did keep that. (laughs) Brittany. Oh, gosh. At at what cost? Uh, and the last couple things, when Dylan was like, somebody needs to be here to water the plants when they take you away. I don't know. That made me laugh. As well. Dylan's just whole energy. It was unfortunate, but he had some quips here. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm with it. And then finally, I also didn't appreciate. I said, okay, again, uh, somebody's culture is not a Halloween costume. And I just yes, have to say the this appropriation. again. They had the, uh, yes, the poncho <sighs> with the hat. Yeah. And, and the then they had the, Na- the Native American Yes. Person. They yeah. just yeah. passed off the hat of appropriation. I said, girl, this is yep. not it. But yeah, that's all I got for that. Oh, the code of Merlin? Where did that come from? Like, we're just pulling out random stuff, and that would have been interesting. 
even though Cal said, girl, we don't care about that. So I don't know. It's why don't build a world and then like ignore it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, carry on. I did write the part where they were time traveling and they end up in caveman times. Um, and I was like, that caveman's going to go back and tell his friends what he saw. And nobody's going to believe him. <laughs> They've or he's going to make a whole religion off of the two, the goblin oh, and the he saw <laughs> for the future. It's <laughs> a mess. I don't know. Andrew, I was going to ask how you felt about um, time travel. Because again, we just watched the poof point and That's I was true. like, there's a lot going on here. Well, I liked that they flew on a, in a timeline on her broom. But again, time travel is... Also, we're obsessed with the past. Like, I don't know why we're always in the past with time travel, too. Why can't we ever... Because both movies have been about time traveling back and not forward. Um, which is interesting about considering who writes these movies. But oh. I didn't mind. I was just... I just like the broom. So I didn't really care about the time traveling that much. I was ready for the movie to be okay. over at this point. I mean, it could have been interesting. It just felt like a weird way to solve i mean i guess it was clever but like she was like okay but hackers they have there's a back door 2001 so a spit i know so that's why i was like the internet is its own character okay girl this is how this is how we got here but okay that's fine i thought i thought it was a it was a clever way to get out so i did i did appreciate that all right i'm finished wrapping it up here Sophie and Dylan fly on a broom to the Halloween party, which I'm glad Sophie got to ride on a broom to check on mom because they think Alex is made of frogs. In Halloween Town, Gore tells Mara that Calabar bought grandma's second spellbook 50 years earlier. So she and Luke try to figure out how to break or how the spell on Luke faded. They write out what she said and find that Trappa is a part backwards. That is, this is literally the only thing about this movie I remembered. They test the spell out on Gort and it works, but Marnie has lost the time travel spell, which Brittany is consistent with her character from last season, her not remembering spells. Gort shows her a timeline a wizard lost and she flies through time on her broom back to the present. She saves grandma from the gray, but not in time to open the portal to the mortal world. The earthbound Cromwells who don't know about the creature spell look for Cal, but can't find him in time. Marnie decides that she and her family will open the portal anyway. When she's back on earth, (laughs) when she's back on earth, she uses her powers to take the spell books from Cal. Allie, Aggie reverses the creature spell, and then the Cromwells return to Halloween Town to reverse the, the gray spell. Okay, so uh, we already kind of talked about the creature spell, but, you know, thoughts on the party. Was the ending satisfying? How do we feel about Marnie experimenting <laughs> her spell on court? <laughs> Brittany's going to say it all. I know she's going to say exactly what I'm thinking, so go off, girl. Go off. Three times? So, so basically, this was fun for you. Like, you're playing with this man's life, and this, this is not a person now. This is an experiment. You reduced Gort to just an experiment of you trying to practice your spell so you can know what you're doing. All right, Marnie. You couldn't experiment on anything else? You she could have experimented never... on Luke. She exactly. could have done it on Luke. Yeah. Ex- okay. why, and you picked Gort and not Luke. And did it for your own amusement because after the first time you knew it worked. You knew it worked. The time after that was because you thought it was funny. And then the second time you did it again. The third time, this was just all malicious. And who knows if he actually gave consent? Because he was like, "Can you stop doing that?" And they're like, "Tee hee!" I said, "Girl, 
Ain't nothing funny about that. Yeah, I had the same. I was like, why are we using him as a guinea pig? It, we know it works. Can y'all move on? Like, you're wasting time. I thought you were so concerned that there's like 15 minutes till the portal closes. But now we we sit here doing magic uh, and testing things out. Like, okay, which is it? So mm-hmm. that was weird to me. And I, and Marnie was acting real brand new because mm-hmm. she's sitting. And when she's sitting and Luke is trying to tell her, oh, we'll try something. And she's like, but no. And it's like, well, what other choice do you have? Why not? What do you have to lose? You have nothing else. You have no options. <laughs> you have no ideas. <laughs> so why not else. try? It's interesting, too, that Luke became like a companion. I don't I don't know. Better word. But he just had a more focal point in this movie. He tug- tagged along for the ride. But then at one point he was like, whatever. <laughs> when he was like the Luke with the colorful stuff. So that was confusing. It's like Duffy, you know, he was lucid sometime. He just like, <laughs> Luke just snapped out of it. He was like, okay, I'm here. And then he was just like, nah, okay, I'm cool. Like he was, that's why I'm like, just why? <laughs> they, maybe they should have had some new writers. I don't know what the issue was, but. That was weird. And I really wish they had fleshed out that relationship more. Like, not, mm-hmm. I don't, we didn't necessarily need like a, a love interest. But, and even if they had made Cal a love interest somehow, and it wasn't like he wasn't being a creep, like, I don't know. I feel like they could have either focused on that and reworked it somehow. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, forbidden love. You know, I, I agree about that. Because um, like, I was, I had the same thought about Cal being, if he was an actual love interest who was, had some like redeeming quality and gave him layers as a villain, then mm-hmm. maybe I would wouldn't care as much about how bad his plan was because then mm-hmm. we're dealing with the emotional aspect between him and Marnie. But he was also too old, so <laughs> would have uh, made me comfortable. <laughs> that too. But it's like I wish that if they're not going to do that, okay, you're going to have Luke here then make it feel like they're actual friends. I mean, he's just some random guy that she met that one time and then, you know, she'll hit him up when she goes back, but it ain't like a thing. But I wish that they had, like he was the one chatting on the computer or like they were pen pals or something because they hinted at the last one, like they were going to be friends. Cause I mean, even though, you know, she shut him down. He was like, he asked her if he was a prince charming or looked like a prince or something. She was like, no. I was like, okay, well then I'm going to (laughs) be... romantically involved but it didn't feel like they were actual friends and I wish that they had made them so I don't know for him to be there for such a crucial I guess plot point I don't know they were just like whatever like Luke said whatever the writer said whatever as well Mm -hmm. and the way that they um I don't even know how to put this into words but their dynamic and then them trying to problem solve together I don't know. It's something about that that was just it was just like they made really obvious things. They said a lot of really obvious things. And then later Cal reads the spell for us. Like like this man knows what the spell does. So he must be reading the spell for us, the viewers who I guess are not supposed to know what the spell does. I that just made me laugh. I was like, okay, this clearly is just for us. Like they're very much spelling out everything. Instead of maybe showing us, I don't know if that's what I want to say. Yes. That's what it felt like. Show, don't They, they did that a few times in the movie where they were just listing out what was going on. 
as yeah. if, as if we couldn't surmise or or get the implications ourselves. And I'm not even talking about it as an adult. This co- these concepts aren't that hard for kids either. Exactly. Uh, no, and we got it in the first movie because they didn't really do as much. No, they didn't at all. Exactly. They did. The first movie was great. Exactly. And we were younger, so right. If anything, we should understand more. Exactly. Being a couple years older. Kids are not dumb. We're three whole years older. That's exponential for kids. And did Cal fall from the ceiling? Was that rope or <laughs> tissue? Because it was something that fell streamer. <laughs> I almost rewound it. I was I like, nah. <laughs> but it was something that fell with him. I said, what in the world? I don't know. But then the mom saw him and she just stood there. And I'm like, why would you to use magic? With, with the mask on. Yeah, like... Uh... I mean, I guess no one told she her what she was trying it. to do. Yeah. But why would she but put the mask on? Like, was that really a smart strategy? Like, I'm going to put this mask on. No one's going to know who I am while I search for Cal. Well, I mean, her idea was that if he sees her, then he'll know they're looking for her, I guess. Because he, he knows her face. But didn't he see Dylan and, and um, Sophie, mm-hmm. too? He was so looking at them. It didn't, it didn't make... I, I think they were just doing that to remind us that she was about to turn into... Yeah. Uh, which thing? Uh, and our quant Cromwell is supposed to be able to sense, because you know Sophie was like, mm, "I feel it," and then Mom was like, "Yeah, I feel him too." I'm like, "Okay, so where was that you earlier? Didn't, you didn't feel the golem? Like, I don't know how it works. I guess it's selective spidey senses. I don't know, but it's should have. Which is useless. We got we got spices as humans. That's <laughs> right. what, what, what use is this if you can't like pinpoint exactly what you're feeling? <laughs> Just. I don't know. It's like they just gave up in the middle of the movie. Say, girl, whatever. Whatever. She was talking about, I'm just going to open the portal anyway. I was like, okay, this is why I didn't like this movie. Right. (laughs) You're just going to decide that you're going to break the rules with no repercussions and nothing more. We're Cromwells and we're stronger. So no one thought to try to do this. I'm saying. In hundreds of years. Exactly. (laughs) Earlier. The first person ever to want to open the thing, not on Halloween. Cool, cool, cool. Con the Halloween. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then it, then you have to make up your own spell, and you did that. And how you guys all got the same spell? Um, after two seconds of talking. That's what I didn't get either. Now it was so much. Whatever. But it was. Bibbity Betty. Bibbity. Baked a bottle. Well, this one she said twenty three skadoo. I said Marnie. Hang it up. Okay, you have failed. So let Sophie take over because you are just grasping at straws here. But like even earlier when they were going to the bus stop and they're like, oh, the bus isn't here. And then they were just like, oh, we'll just open a portal. Couldn't do that before? That's what they had to make sure they they we saw Mm -hmm. that the bus stop disappeared because there's no other way that we might know that the bad guy was the bad guy. No, 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 right. Him, not, him walking in in all black in that leather, creeper leather jacket <laughs> was not a way for us to know mm-hmm. that he was a bad guy. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like you said, Brittany, it's just here. Let's make a list of all the logical, obvious next steps. And let's make sure not to include any of those <laughs> in the actual plot. Because it's like, I'm like, really? Everything Marty decided to do was just like, huh? <laughs> I don't know. It made no, it made no sense. Or she just spent, and like you said, Brittany, like she gave up so easy. She was like, "That would never work." Like how you know? About, we're talking about magic. 
And then she struggled with the two-syllable spell. She needed encouragement. I said, girl, Trappa. But, you know, you can Ooh, play around with Maybe if you say it. Trappa over the season, it'll be better. Trappa! <laughs> Trappa! I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to try to use it somewhere. <laughs> What's the thing? Oh, gosh. I was, And then I was like, this... Okay. I'm not mad at that. Like, okay. Because I was wondering earlier, like, okay, how did Luke just magically turn back? So I'm like, okay, at least it was a callback, I guess. I don't know. I was trying to give the movie something. But... Uh, there's so many useless things. Here. I'm glad she got it. Okay. I remember it was the trap apart. And okay. it didn't even have that much of a, they made such a big deal about getting to that point and we did it mm-hmm. twice. And I mean, I guess they use it at the end to save Halloween town, but. Mm-hmm. I guess. <sighs> the pumpkin was barely in it this one. And it was on the poster, and I was like, it was in a cement block for like an hour and th- and fifteen minutes. So <laughs> I don't know. I I missed the pumpkin. I don't know. Uh, the fact that Calavar bought the book fifty years ago, but then Cal, how did you get it? If you weren't even close to your daddy, like did he just put some belongings aside for you? Like it was in the estate when he when the when he died. I, it was in his will that Cal. And got did he actually die? Because that would have been interesting if he like. Was That's blown true. away because Cal, he's not indeed, and that like, made he'll me be amazed. back. Cal, How like you know? he'll be Why ready. He blew up like <laughs> it turned into some like fizzing <laughs> ball. I was like, what are these effects, and why is this happening? It, it, it was his anger ball. He threw a fit. Oh my gosh. And and evaporated like the bubbles. Only he can control when he comes back together. He'll be back. I was just so confused. Like, I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, because I was going to talk about Grandma Aggie reading that spell. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just felt like like she was sounding like I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Really? We were going to it. Saying that spell. That's the only thing I could think of. There's no way she was saying that. They had to just play that and rewind. I think they fast just forward. rewound. Yeah. Because I was like, excuse me? <laughs> oh, that did make me laugh. I can't remember what I was going to talk about now. But I just... Oh, the... Yeah, the ending. I... If Calabar had come back, you know, they didn't actually kill him. They just, like, maybe banished him to another dimension or, I don't know, he fizzled out or something. Okay, that might have been interesting. And then, like, he connected with his son as as a bubble or something. I don't know. Whatever. We want to It's do kind it. of Voldemort. It could have been Voldemort-y. Right. Where he, he lost his power and used his son to get it back. So it was like, that could have been interesting. Because even, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy, like, something. Um, I, I don't know. Which, also, speaking of uh, Voldy, uh, the whole time travel thing, I kept thinking about um, the time turner. <laughs> I said, girl, you can time travel using it for extra class. That girl. Anyway, sorry, her mom. Shout out to Hermione Granger. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Harry. Um, the ending, again, this was a very anti... You asked if this was a satisfying ending. My answer is no in all caps because the... I, I just... Okay, I understand this is a, you know, good prevails over evil story we love to see it but 
Again, the first one, all they did was hum at Calabar. Now in this one, all she did was look, you know, apprehensive and then pull the books away. And then he said, no, she oh. glowed, Jasmine. She glowed. Oh, my gosh. I said, Girl, what is going on? Is this, what is it, The Last Dragon? Like, I'm just tired. <laughs> he was like, get you can't, because you can't get it. And then he had vines or something. I don't know. It's just he like, had oh, branches, <laughs> roots coming from his arms. What was the point? Electric what was roots? the point? And it was you're right to say that. Nah, nah, dee, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a long scene like, for them to be standing while she's glowing and he's got the electric snapping roots. It was so long. Very. And nothing happened. It wasn't even like suspenseful. Mm-hmm. It could have at least had her get zapped a couple times. Right. She, she the vines it. take her for a second. Again. And she fights her way out of them or something. <sighs> She just grabbed them books and fell mm-hmm. over. <laughs> she literally, I just, again, a magical showdown. Something. Yeah, zap, all for it. Here, all there. for it. Meanwhile, everybody's just in this. The man with the semi-circle. top hat. Well, yeah, the semicircle. The man with the top hat and the cane that was standing, and they kept getting reaction shots. He made me laugh because I was like, what is going on here? He was very much into it. I would have been like, girl, what are we doing here? <laughs> he said, I'm getting my paycheck today. <laughs> He did. He did. All $20. Oh, it was, it was unfortunate. Um, I don't know the, oh, and then the, um, when they opened the portal, first of all, the portal closed. I know we talked about, uh, the Metro on here before, but it closed like the Metro doors. When they said the doors are closing, that's it. I, would, I did laugh because I was like, girl, you were not about to push these doors open, but okay. But also, she had plenty of space to run To run them. in there. She did. She could she have run through have. those doors. Yes. <laughs> so she, they're trying to push them, force them open. We're forcing conflict. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every five minutes, we're going to throw in something. Um, the utter chaos when they were turned into monsters, it was a lot. And I First of all, I was like, why are they counting down from a minute? You never tell me when it's 10 seconds left. Okay, this is not New Year's Eve. 60, 59. I was like, why? Why? We could have just showed a clock. <laughs> Wait, why were they counting down? I don't know. I've never heard of this. I don't Wait. know. They, to midnight. At Hall- I don't, what does I, that mean? Well, so exactly. was it Halloween already or was Halloween tomorrow? <laughs> the, the fact that you had to ask that question. <laughs> because if you can only... Get to how ho- you can only commute between mm-hmm. Halloween Town. It was Halloween that day. Then that means they're actually counting down to in November, the day November first, which is nothing. <laughs> so why why is November first such a big deal? Ooh, that's a huge plot hole. Huge plot hole. I am done. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, I wouldn't even think about that. I was just like caught up that the fact that they were talking about 45, 44. Girl, please, I'm not doing it. Uh, but then they had the, when she opened the port, or she was like, I'm just going to open it. Then they had the inspirational music swelling in the background. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. <sighs> heavy, heavy, heavy handed. We're the Crowdwell. We're the most powerful witches we can do ever we want. That's why I'm just like, why have a code of Merlin? Why even care? Why these spirit, y'all are killing the spirit fingers right now. I wish <laughs> listeners wish you could see the magic emanating from their fingertips. But like, I, I don't know. Then the screen, then Marty's face is floating. Then they do a kaleidoscope screen. I'm like, just do a split screen, please. I just, <laughs> everything just got on my nerves. 
um, what are they talking about? Heal the wound that worlds divide, something else. I don't know. Then Marnie was like, uh, I feel sorry for you, but I'm not afraid of you. And I said, okay, girl, go mm-hmm. off, I guess. And then she just grabbed the books and that was it. I just, why? Like, this doesn't have to be the Battle of Hogwarts, but something. Somebody do something. So I don't know how he was destroyed by the books that didn't belong to him anyway, getting snatched from his hand. He, did, he wasn't destroyed, I think. I think he was just angry and threw a fit and left. Dramatically. Dramatic. As people do. <laughs> It was the same thing as, like, taking the cloak and, like, running out with the cloak over your face like that. That's basically what he did with magic. Like, that's not like you didn't, your plan wasn't, you didn't think it was not. His plan was nothing. There was was nothing (laughs) going to be accomplished with this plan. Even at the end of this movie, and I'm like, you're just at a high school dance with these creatures running around (laughs) with these humans. How is, which part of this is taking over the world? Because I missed it if it happened already. Girl. I don't know, but we had magic and physics. <laughs> and we, we were like, hey, let's go into that black hole. I said, what movie are we watching? Like, what is going on? I don't, I don't know. Oh, I did laugh at Sophie and Dylan flying. Yeah. So I was like, I don't I even lo- know how to fly it. Yeah. But. I'm glad Sophie got to fly it on a broom, though. That was good. But see how she knew what to do? Marnie was struggling in that first movie. So, again, Sophie is not getting her just due i don't and then dylan's glasses being askew when he walked into the dance room. that was realistic <laughs> i said yes for the representation i don't know but the okay this is where the mom she was like he uh there's no way that he would be made of frogs da, da, da. even though he kept dropping hints that he was a frog the entire the time. entire movie girl and i'm like the entire movie again, he wasn't trying to hide from it. the like no. he walked in a mm-hmm. frog. Yes. He could not hide it. <laughs> Cal was so bad at green. his job. He couldn't even hide it a little bit. It's just like, if you're, there's magic. Your magical kids are telling you something's going down. i at least be like, okay, let me run a few tests. You know, like, I, it was giving, you know, mom's got a date with a vampire. Like, okay, I, I don't know what we're doing here. But I'm glad, you know, Sophie was just like, nah, here go a fly. All right, here we go. So at least that it didn't take too long for her to get it. But then the fact that she was like, don't use magic in public and then proceeded to use magic in public. <laughs> okay. So I do it. I, I thought about mom's idea with the vampire too here because, but what was I going to say? It was mom's got idea with the vampire. Oh, love. The love of her kids brought her out of the spell. That didn't work on Gwen. That, that didn't work no. on Gwen. She said, it's been two years. Here's a man who's breathing. So <laughs> let's just go right in. And he was, she was like, you're not human. And he was like, nobody's perfect. I said, is that supposed to be like some like it hot? Like, is that supposed to be a reference? Now I got to look that up because I'm deceased. I just, I'm over it. Have y'all seen that movie? Oh, we got to watch one day. It's, it's one of my faves. But I just. I don't know. And then she was all of a sudden worried about Marnie. And I'm like, didn't they mention that something was wrong earlier? Like, didn't she realize, didn't she know that grandma's bag wasn't working? I don't know. Well, I think I she it. was, I think she didn't realize that Marnie was still in Halloween town because they were only supposed to go pop in and pop back out. They weren't supposed to be there that long. So you can See? give Gwen that. Again, even the first one, she didn't hear Marnie go out the door very loudly. So it's just like, she's just not really on it. I don't, I don't know. 
And she she technically they went to the party of chaperones. How does one would... <laughs> very last minute for a school that and, and what did you do? Call the school and say we're gonna chaperone? <laughs> right. And the man, man doesn't even have a kid that goes to the school yet. <laughs> exactly. That's not going to that uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm feeling protective of these children. As always. Somebody has to be, because clearly <laughs> the adults in these movies are not. Oh dear. That's a recurring, unfortunate recurring theme. I don't know what they were doing, but anyway. And it seemed like there were older people at the party as well. So how many, like, was it another party for the town? That's where it also gets. But the Hocus, so this part reminded me of Hocus Pocus too, when they're at the party, the party mm-hmm. that they went to a Hocus Pocus. And I put a spell yes. on you. Yep. And then I really wanted to watch Hocus Pocus, but it was late. So I went to sleep. And now you're gone, gone, gone. Should we be Hocus Pocus for Halloween? (laughs) Um. Oh, that would be great. I can. Yeah, one day when we have. Okay. Well, which one? We gotta do it right though. Um. I don't know. I feel like you have to be what's her face, Jasmine. You have to be uh, Bette Midler. You have to be. Uh, Okay. Sure. Oh yeah, and then Britney's um, Sarah just I don't remember their their what's it oh, called. Oh, the really the like goofy one, like the, yeah. the like clueless one. I don't know. And Winifred is is Bette Miller. Oh okay. Um, the one who jumps on the it's a road, tis but a road. The... <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry, yeah. sorry, maybe don't get us off track here. I oh, mean, we should do that. I would love to. And I'm the one right in the vacuum cleaner. I'm dead. <laughs> I that's one of my favorite roles she was in. Mm-hmm, SJP. Me too. Um. But I'm excited for when we get to that because this was sad. Uh, oh, also Marnie putting down the spell. Dumb. You have a whole junkyard. robe. There were no pockets in this robe. There were no pockets in this robe. She just, mm, she dropped the ball several times, and mm-hmm. she was the reason we got into this mess. I hope she learned something because if we watch Halloween Town three, and she's still acting like this. I never saw Halloween Town 3, so that'll be a new experience for Uh-oh. me. I told you but I hate it too, school, so. <laughs> it teaches. 3 was not going to be a thing for me. We have, um, I think 3 is the one with um, my boy from High School Musical. Is he in that one? I think he's I in think that one. I think that's the fourth one. Oh, is he in the fourth one instead? Okay. I think so. Like, I think he's on the poster or something. I don't know. But the way they wrap this up in five minutes... Three minutes. Three minutes. Was it three? It was three. Okay. Because I was just like... Trappa! Let me see. Yeah, I put five minutes left. Okay, that was before the portal closed. Yeah, I put... We have we have five minutes left in caps. I'm just like... Oh, gosh. Why couldn't they just do one big trappa for everybody? Like, you got to do that individually. Because you had to have Sophie running around being Every cute. single about object. <laughs> I'm surprised that Sophie just didn't go... To Halloween Town, like she, you know, she did last time. She slipped on a bus. I'm surprised she just didn't open a portal herself. At this I think point, you would just to open the portal. Do you? Okay. Because you have to do this with your fingers. Oh my gosh. Well, no, because Cal, he went through. The Cal was was breaking the code of Merlin. Well, look, they broke all the codes. At this thing. <laughs> I don't know. The only other thing I have for this movie, you know, where it really picked up for me. Um, was the end credits because that song that song was a bop it was so good I was caught off guard I remember the song yeah I remembered it 
So this is called Witch's Brew by Casper. And it will be linked in the show notes. Because I heard that. I say yes. Yes. I said the same thing. I that was, was my favorite it. part of the entire movie. I was get like, it. That's where they spent all the money was all that dog. Because <laughs> those are some uh, lyrics. They were they were getting it. Uh, and he opened with a, ooh. I said, okay. He's going to go off. He's going to go off. So that was, yeah. I'm going to go listen to that afterwards. But yeah, that's all I got for this. Brittany? All right. Uh, feel good, cringeworthy moments. I don't think anything was cringy. Oh no, her experimenting on the black eye. <laughs> just the black eye character in general, Gore's character in general. That was cringy. Um, do you have any feel good moments? Uh, the song at the end was feel good. Marnie talking about what? What was the quote she had? Um, charge of her future. Or yeah, that? yeah, that that quote because I went like, yes, I have a control of my future, and it does not include you. Ooh. Um, yes, and that was it. Yeah, I agree. Cringe everything with Court and Cal, his whole <laughs> his whole vibe. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I feel good. Yeah, the bop at the end. Uh, I was, it was nice to be back in Halloween Town again, even though, again, budget was very low. So that was pretty much it. It's just good to, you know, see everybody, see how they, have, you know, we're growing up. So there's that. Also, I think we mentioned the other episode that uh, Marnie and Cal are dating, or Kimberly J. Brown, rather, and Daniel Coots are dating. But they did not start dating on this set. They made it very clear, given sure. the age difference. So. Sure. Whatever. Oh, I'm not grilling. Um, <laughs> Marnie like grew up a lot, and I guess it was three years. But Marnie like grew like it seems like her height doubled mm-hmm. <laughs> from the first movie to the second movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even from Quince. She even, was yeah, different. From, exactly. Even from Quince, she grew. She had a had a growth spurt, big time. You guys said my cringe moments and feel good. I like the theme song. Do, 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 do. It just elicits nostalgia. And it was nice to see um, Grandma Aggie back on the screen, just being her fabulous witchy self. That's fun. Yeah, Cal was really, everything he said was cringy. I wonder if that was the intention or like did he just deliver his lines in, that, in a way to make him the ultimate creep? You just wonder. Evil, so. But evil and also. Predator in a way. I just I don't know. It just was giving some some weird vibes. Yeah. Well, he didn't go to Val school for Dylan Greens. <laughs> feel good moments are few and far between lately. You we I have to struggle for feel I've I've had to like really think about it. <laughs> and if you have to think season. about it, is it really a feel good moment? No. It's more like things that didn't irritate me moments has been this season right. <laughs> no heartwarming anything Mm-mm. nothing from Gwen again it's, it's talking about the air of her ways I just no character growth at all all right ratings so my initial thought was um I was gonna give it a three just because it's Halloween Town but I'm gonna looking back at the other ratings I'm probably gonna give it like a 2.47 it was it wasn't awful because it's not hounded it's not you know the other (laughs) 
But like, <laughs> as far as sequels, I don't know. It's like I shouldn't have expectations for sequels again because these are decoms. It's like, but even jumping ship, I feel like I don't know. It's like it wasn't a straight on sequel. It just had it happened to have the same characters, and yeah, they kind of, they essentially redid the whole first movie. But it's just like, why? do it i guess whatever but the plot the non-existent plot and just flimsy storytelling just sad so i'm really the 2.47 is for uh the cast coming back and the music that's it the set design oh well i don't even know honestly no i um they downgraded for real it was Mm. Did y'all okay? Did y'all ever go to Pretend Town back in the day? That. Maybe I feel like that was the actual. Where was place. this? It's a home. I was about to say Discovery Zone. It's not that, but it was like this place where they had like different um, places, and like it literally was pretend. Like there was like a bank and a grocery store. You could pretend to mm-hmm. like do all this stuff. We went there. It was elementary school. Uh, we went there once or twice, like as a school field trip. And I feel like this is what it felt like. Like it was just a building and then they had different <laughs> areas that they went to. It was just like, what? So yeah, nah, I know that we praised the decor, but yeah. I don't, I was going to give it a three because it was just like standard. It was pretty average movie. It wasn't the worst one to watch. But I think because we know Halloween Town was so great. And and then we just watched it not too long ago and it still holds up. And for this movie to come and then be like a bit of a mess and also drag at some points. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do something different. I don't think I've used a decimal yet. I'm gonna give it a two point five. That's in the middle. Mm-hmm. You have no yeah, that is your first time using decimal. Congratulations, Halloween Town. You burned a decimal from Brittany. I I don't know. It definitely is not a three. <laughs> so, but because it was better than what I remembered, because like I said, I hated it when I was younger. I I don't have as strong negative feelings as I thought I was going to. And I feel like I feel like a two is right. Did I did I like it as much as um, I'll give it a 2.5 for the cast coming back. And then that'll be it. Is this, are we usually this close? No, we're not. Hmm. No, Jasmine's usually a lot lower. You're still lower, <laughs> but you're usually a lot lower. Brittany and I sometimes are on the same page. But usually I, I tend higher. Brittany's usually in the middle. Brittany and I might come out at the same sometimes, but nope. We were we were this close. We were close on except for the ones that we all liked, like uh, Jet Jet Jackson and stuff like that. Oh yeah, he's the famous Jet Jackson. Yes, come on. You know, I was thinking about that earlier. You know how in the show, uh, well, the movie when he was gonna end the show and then the writers were like oh we'll just kill him but like they were writing the show or they were writing the script as they were filming i feel like that's what happened here it had to be like they were just making stuff up as they were going along but i'll 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 give them they wrote it the night before filming started i'll give them that andrea you are (laughs) always generous always generous we love it 
All right. Anything else before we wrap this up? Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in and dealing with this. We're almost done, guys. We've got two episodes left this season. Hang in there. <laughs> Hopefully it gets better. That wraps up this discussion of Halloween Town 2. If you enjoyed this episode, even if you didn't like the movie but you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. Um, a five-star review. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere that podcasts are published. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at in underscore hindsight underscore pod. And if you want us to dissect one of your favorite childhood movies, email us at inhindsightpod at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.